Welcome to Words of Grace, radio ministry of Elder Ben Winslet, pastor of the Flint River Primitive Baptist Church near Huntsville, Alabama. We invite you to stay tuned to today's broadcast. If you listened to Words of Grace last week, you might remember that we shared with you a message that I had entitled, Some Thoughts on the New Birth, and in that message, we conducted a 30-minute survey of this fundamental concept that we call regeneration, quickening the new birth, the vital phase of our salvation. That is to say, when the Holy Spirit takes up residence in us, when we are drawn out of death and sin to life in Christ, when we are made new creatures in Christ Jesus. One of the things that I mentioned in that message is that when we are born of the Spirit of God, we have a new nature. We possess the divine nature. We have been made partakers of the divine nature after we are born of the Spirit of God. God takes up residence in us. Not only do we have the nature of the flesh, but now we have the nature of the Spirit as well, according to Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22. Today on Words of Grace, as a way of following up that particular message, I'm going to share with you the message that I delivered last weekend at Flint River Primitive Baptist Church, a part of our current series, which is an exposition of the book of 2 Corinthians, and this message is entitled, Walking by Faith. This comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and a parenthetical statement where Paul says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. In this message, we consider, first of all, what our natural sight tells us about the world around us, and then we begin considering what faith tells us and what it means to walk by faith. But here's why this message is relevant to us today as a continuation of the message last week. What exactly is faith? Where did faith come from? Why do people believe when, by nature, There's none that seeks God, there's none that understands God, and there's none that fears God, according to Romans chapter 3. Well, as we will see today, faith is a grace given of God, literally Christ in you, the hope of glory. We will see from passages such as Romans 12 that faith is dealt to us. It is a fruit of the Spirit, according to Galatians 5. It is a gift given to us at regeneration, according to Ephesians chapter 2. Colossians 2.12 says it's of the operation of God, and Hebrews 11 calls it the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, something that is authored and finished in us by the Lord Jesus Christ. And then lastly, on the broadcast today, in this message that we share with you, we will consider what walking by faith means, the fact that God is in control, that He has a will and we are to look for it, that He will provide for us, and that ultimately we know that we are more than conquerors through Christ that loved us. And that is what it means to walk by faith and not by sight. Here is today's message, Walking by Faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. I think perhaps an interesting study to engage in from the New Testament would be to look at every one of Paul's parenthetical statements, where Paul inserts a thought in the middle of a thought. 
Now, to be very clear in the Greek language, there are no parentheses. In fact, everything is in all caps, and it jumbles together with hardly any spaces between words. And even if you're a person that is fairly fluent in reading Greek, it is difficult to read. But no doubt, this is a statement that is interjected right in the middle of this thought about living and dying and living yet again. Right in the middle of this, the Apostle Paul says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. If you were to take a survey about what your physical sight tells you, and we were to go through this room and ask everybody what they see, what you see when you look at the world around you, how encouraging of a thought would that be? What your sight tells you is sickness. What your sight tells you is economic downturn. If you looked in the mirror this morning, what did your eyes tell you, living by sight? What did your eyes tell you about your age? You look in the mirror and you're thinking, this is not the face I remember. How about when you look at the death of those that you love, when you walk by sight? I'm telling you, if you open your eyes and your ears and you look at the world around you, you will be discouraged, you will be sad, you may be angry. Seeing terrorists take children hostage and kill them ought to make us angry. It makes us sad. It makes us angry. And a red-blooded man in his heart of hearts wants to go do something about it. Now, if we get to the point in this country where men no longer think that is so offensive, we need to go kick someone in the rear, then maybe we need to have some classes on what it really is to be a man, because that ought to make a man offended. Sometimes we look at the world and we are angry and we want to do something about it. If you walk by sight, there are plenty of things in this world to make you discouraged. But what does Paul tell us here? For we walk by faith and not by sight. And I would point out that while we could exhort you to walk by faith and not by sight, Paul isn't even exhorting. He's stating a fact about his ministry. We walk by faith and not by sight, meaning that Paul, in all of his afflictions, afflictions being a common theme to this book of 2 Corinthians, we do not walk by physical sight by our observation of what is happening in the world around us, but we walk by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. And I would point out from Scripture, faith is considered an eye, the eye of faith. Faith sees. Faith hears. Faith enables you to read this Word and have it open up in front of you and for you to believe it. As we'll see in a moment, faith is a gift that God has given you by which everything else that you do in your life is pleasing to Him when you do it by faith. Conversely, without faith, it is what? It is impossible to please God without faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. First thing I want to consider with you this morning is what is faith? What is faith? It's one of the most commonly discussed themes in this book. It is written about people who lived by it. It is addressed to people who have it. The Word of God, wherein the righteousness of God is revealed, as it is preached to you, is revealed from what to what? 
from faith to faith, from a man with faith, sharing it to people who have the faith to receive it. Faith is the subject of the Bible second to Christ. Second to Christ. Faith is the subject because what is the object of our faith? Christ. And so those who believe in Christ, they are people of faith and they worship Christ by faith. Faith is one of the principal subjects of the entire Word of God. Now, here's an interesting thought for you to fathom this morning. Faith is one of the most commonly discussed notions in the Bible, but it is one of the notions that the modern Christian knows the least about. We don't understand what faith is. Now, I hope that you do. I have a list of hobby horses that I like to talk about here. One of them is what faith is in the heart of a child of God, because it's special. And I think the less a doctrine is emphasized in a society, the more those who know that doctrine ought to emphasize it. For instance, the doctrine of election is not emphasized in our country, despite the fact that when our country was founded, a good 75% of Christians believed that doctrine, which is why it's engraved on a granite stone in our churchyard. Do you think that's a doctrine that needs to be emphasized today? I believe that it is, because it's not emphasized, but it's biblical. And since it's biblical, but it's not emphasized, we ought to emphasize it, because people don't understand this doctrine today. Faith is one of these concepts. First of all, as we begin thinking about what faith is, you walk by it, you live by it, the just shall live by what? Faith. If I'm to walk by it and I'm to live by it, stands to reason, it would help me to know what it is. Make sense? We walk by faith. What is faith in the first place? Well, first of all, faith is a grace, as we will see today, that is given of God Himself. Faith is not that you have heard a compelling argument from a God-called man And suddenly, because of the compelling argument, now you have been convinced in your mind and you have chosen to believe in the truth. Why do you believe? Let me ask you a question. When you finally believed, could you help believing? Or did it just happen? It's amazing to me. You go and you ask Christians. I don't care what their denominational affiliation is. I don't care what they believe. You start asking them for their personal experience. Well, I just felt God working on me. I started to feel guilty of my sins. I started hearing about Jesus, and I just believed on Him. Exactly. That's how it works. Because this is a matter of God through the Holy Spirit resurrecting your dead soul, and as a byproduct of that, you now know God, the knowledge of God is eternal life, according to John chapter 17, and that, my friends, is this faith that burns within you, this knowledge of God, which is something that God Himself does in your heart, according to Hebrews 8. They shall not teach every man and his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for what? For all shall know me from the least to the greatest. Every heir of promise, every covenant son and daughter will know him. And that heart knowledge of God is faith. It is so much more than we think about it today, that we realize today 
in our modern American version of Christianity. It is a grace. It is something that is given to you of God that you don't deserve, that you didn't ask for, that you didn't cause. It is miraculous in you. It is a miracle when people believe. It is a miracle when the gospel is preached and people receive that preaching. It is miraculous that you know and love the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, how do I know that? Well, Romans 3 says that by nature, there's none that seeks after God. If by nature, there's none that seek after God and you seek after God, what happened to you? Your dead soul was raised from death and sin to life in Christ, giving you the ability to believe this message as we preach it. And it is preached by faith. It is received by faith. And then everything that we do to serve God from that moment on is to be what? By faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Faith is a grace given of God. Let's rattle off a few passages. Let's get a little deeper with it. Galatians chapter 2. One of the best definitions of faith that I have ever found. I found it in James Oliphant. I found it in John Leland, the man that influenced James Madison to include religious liberty in our Bill of Rights is that faith is biblically defined as Christ in you, the hope of glory. How many of you have heard me give that definition in the pulpit before? If you have been here a long time, you know it. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Faith in you is Christ in you. But, Brother Ben, does the Word of God say that? Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. Were you crucified with Christ? You were represented in His body on the cross. And so you were crucified with him. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, the just shall live by what? Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I live by faith. I live by Christ living in me. Christ in me, then, is the faith of the Son of God. I live by the faith of the Son of God. Now, that of thee is a genitive term in the Greek language. It is the same exact word of, with reference to him being the Son of God, with faith of Son. Faith of the Son of God. And that in the Greek is a genitive sense. It means it is literally of them. Modern Bible translations change it to the word in. In is a mistranslation. This is going to be an important point in a moment. If you've never heard it, it will change the way you read Hebrews 11. What does it mean to walk by faith? Let's start rattling off some passages then. But the bedrock principle that I wanted to give you is faith in you is Christ living in you. I live by Christ. I live by the faith of the Son of God. Faith in you is Christ living in you. Does Christ live in you? Then you have faith. Well, what if I don't know anything about the gospel and I'm a little baby? What did John the Baptist do when Jesus entered the room as a baby? Leap for joy. How does a baby leap for joy? He doesn't know anything. Something in his heart made him do that. What was that? Faith. Faith. It is not mental assent. It is a burning of your heart because Christ lives in you. That's why it's preached by faith and received by faith. Christ blesses me to preach it. Christ blesses you to receive it. I live by faith. I live by Christ that lives in me. That is the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. 
Romans chapter 12, why do you have faith? You have faith because it has been dealt to you. God has dealt to every man among you, that is, the measure of faith in Romans chapter 12 and verse 3. And Paul is writing when he says God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. He's writing to every man among them. Uh, Among you is language that's already occurred in that statement. You have faith because God what? He dealt it unto you. All right? You talk about, as a figure of speech, the hand you're dealt. In, In cards, what does the dealer do? He deals the cards. And then you take the hand that has been dealt to you. It was given to you. The cards are given to you. Okay? That's the same word, dealt. The hand you're dealt. God has dealt to every man in the church a measure of faith. And Tom wouldn't allow it, but the measure of faith here actually can be expanded upon as whatever package of spiritual gifts that God gave you at the new birth. So some of you have the ability to sing, some of you have the ability to give, some to exhort, some to preach, some to prophesy in that day. These are gifts given according to the measure of faith. When Christ took up residence in you, there are gifts that you now have. And all the different gifts are just that, different for the edification of the body of Christ, which is you. But how do you have faith? Somebody says, why do you believe? It was dealt to me. I was dealt faith. Galatians 5.22, you know this passage. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. What is the fruit of the Spirit? One of those character attributes is faith. If faith is the byproduct of being born again, then you believing did not cause your new birth. Your new birth caused your believing. Because something can't simultaneously be the fruit of something that it caused. That would be nonsensical, right? The fruit of the Spirit. And I would just point out, these are character traits, personality attributes that we have after the new birth. The old doctrine back in the 1800s called hollow log doctrine. The body is like a log with a rabbit running through it. The Holy Spirit is like the rabbit. It runs through the log and it has no effect on the log. And basically what that was teaching was a non-effectual new birth. Holologgers will say that you don't necessarily have any of these personality attributes. You only have the potential for them with the right stimuli. But I'm going to tell you that this is a nature. Just as much as the lust of the flesh, you have both natures after the new birth. You have the potential for all of those lusts of the flesh, and you struggle with them every day, but at the same time after the new birth... Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance are character traits that you now possess. Now, you say, well, I don't always walk in love. No, you don't. I don't always walk in joy. Indeed. We don't always walk in them. We don't always epitomize them. In fact, sometimes we struggle. But they're character traits we have after regeneration. One of those is what? Faith, meaning faith is a fruit of the Spirit. Ephesians 2.8, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And I love to import that definition, Christ in you. By grace are you saved through Christ in you, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Look back to Ephesians 1, verses 19 and 20. Why do you believe? 
What is the exceeding greatness of His power to usward who believe according to the working of His mighty power which He wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and set Him at His own right hand in the heavenly places? You believe, beloved, listen to me. Faith in you, your believing is according to the working of His mighty power which He wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the dead. Now what is that complex statement telling us? Your soul being resurrected from death is why you believe. You believe according to the working of the mighty power of God, which he wrought in Christ when he did what to Jesus? When he raised him from the dead. Resurrecting power is why you believe. You were dead in trespasses and in sins, Ephesians 2.1, but now you have been raised in life in Christ, and you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. No wonder Colossians 2.12 says that faith is of the operation of God. God operates on you, operates on you, and that is why you believe. Hebrews chapter 11. What is faith? Definitions from the Bible. Faith is, verse 1, the substance of things hoped for. It's an interesting Greek word, substance. To tie in historical Christology, this word substance translates from the same Greek word from which we get the word hypostatic union. What is the hypostatic union? Well, it has reference to the union of the natures of Christ. Also, Christ is of the same essence or substance as the Father. And so this was a term here that to Greeks... They used to speak about the natures of Christ. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is something in you that comes from the place you desire to go. The substance of things hoped for. And it's also, what's the last part of this verse? Look at it with me. The evidence of things not seen. Now, by the way, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Faith in you is Christ living in you. Go through Hebrews 11 and read all of the things that men and women did by faith. By faith, we understand the worlds were framed by the Word of God. By Christ in us, we understand the worlds were framed by the Word of God. Wow! How do you understand the Word? Because Christ lives in you. That's what faith is defined as in Galatians 2.20. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. By Christ in Abel, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. Verse 5, by faith, Enoch was translated that he shouldn't see death. Did Enoch believe so hard in his brain that suddenly God says, poof, he's gone? We would have a believing contest this afternoon, and then we would be leaving this place. (laughs) Enoch was translated that he should not see death by faith, by Christ in Enoch, he was translated that he shouldn't see death. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Put the definition in, without Christ in you, it is impossible to please him. How do we please God? Anything that we do that's pleasing to God is through Christ. By Christ in Noah, he was warned of God. By Christ in Abraham, when he was called, he went... By Christ in Sarah, she received strength to conceive seed. Now, modern lordship salvationists have a hard time with that because there's no example in the Old Testament of Sarah believing. She's like laughing when God comes and says, you're going to have a baby. I'm old. What are you even talking about? 
As far as what's up here, there's not a whole lot of believing happening. And yet by faith, Sarah received strength to conceive seed. By Christ and Sarah. By Christ and Sarah. Sarah received strength to conceive seed. These all died in faith. And he goes on to say, there there are other examples that I don't even have time to tell you about. People who did things by faith, by Christ living in them. Lastly, Hebrews 12 and verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the what? The author and finisher of our faith. How does he author your faith when he enters into your heart? And by the way, I would point out that he's the author. You're not the finisher. He's the finisher. It's all of Christ. If you came to Flint River this morning, you're wondering, what are these people about? It's all of Christ. It's all of Christ. Now, parenthetical statement. We walk by faith, not by sight. What does walking by faith mean? Number one, we know that God is in control. Practically speaking, as you get to apply this in a practical way, Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's what faith is. Christ living in you by which you serve him. The just shall live by faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Number one, we know that God is in control. It is, after all, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Walking by faith and not by sight means we know God is in control. Not the president, not the governor, not the mayor, not the enemy superpowers on the other side of the world that we're always pointing weapons at, who are always pointing weapons at us. Not the UN, not NATO, not an axis of evil, not any empire in the history of humanity. God and God alone is in control. Number two, we know that God has a will in this world. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And we look for that will. Even when it might not be our will at the time, God has a will and we look for it in the world regardless of what it means for me personally. What is God's agenda? How is it unfolding? Number three, as such, we know that God will provide. We walk by faith and not by sight, understanding God will provide because God has said He will what? Never leave thee nor forsake thee. Even if the will isn't the answer I want, yes, take away this affliction. Or, yes, provide this opportunity that I'm asking for. We know that God will provide, and we know what He provides will be sufficient to His glory because that was His will. We look for His will in the world, and we know He will provide. And lastly, number four, we know that ultimately, as we walk by faith, we know in our heart that we will be what? More than conquerors through Christ that loved us, even in death, as our earthly tabernacles are dissolved. We know that He will never leave us nor forsake us, and we know that we will be with Him in glory, and that nothing can take us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. May we walk by faith, and not by sight. Guess what? If faith in you is Christ in you, what excuse do we have if Jesus is living in me and I decide to walk by sight? No excuse. I have no excuse. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for these benefits that you have given us. Lord, we pray that we would walk by faith and not by sight, this faith that you have given us that is of your Son in us, literally this Hebrews 8, heart knowledge of you that is not because we're wiser than others, but because you have raised our souls from death and sin to life in Christ. May we walk in it. We pray, Father, that we would 
be exhorted and encouraged by the cloud of witnesses that we're surrounded by, who have done things by faith through the power of Christ in them. And we know, Father, that we can do all things through Christ, which strengthens us, and we are to do all things by faith. Help us to live by faith. Help us to close the eye of the flesh, to open the eye of faith, to look for your will in the world, to trust upon your providence, to believe, to be faithful, and to be satisfied with what you provide for us, understanding that this next world is going to be one where we are joint heirs with our Savior, your Son. We pray in his name and say together, amen. If you enjoy the messages you hear on Words of Grace, consider this your invitation to visit a Primitive Baptist Church in your community. An online directory is available at marchtozion.com. Copies of this and other broadcasts are available for download on iTunes and on our website. And finally, Words of Grace is a listener-supported program. To contact us, address your correspondence to Words of Grace Radio, 641 Moontown Road, Brownsboro, Alabama, 35741. Or visit us online at flintriverpbc.org.